Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. This is a special bonus episode of Agent Power Huddle. By bonus, I mean it's Tuesday. And Tuesday feels like a bonus, right? Craig and Connie on Kymer smiling with me. Good morning, guys. Um, we actually had a guest host who was going to be here who had a scheduling conflict. So Zach popped me in and I saw the topic, which said, I get the official topic. The official topic is ways to illustrate your value as an agent. Ways to illustrate your value. So you guys remember that guy who paints the little trees, Bob, what's his name, right? Paints the happy trees. Here, put a little happy tree on this. We're gonna, we're gonna draw illustrations for the next 30 minutes about... No, that's not, not at all true. Sorry. Just seeing if you're paying attention. All right, cool. Just checking. Um, so no, I got this. Uh, Zach's like, I was messaging with Zach. I'm like, what was I thinking when I came up with this topic? I'm pretty sure we were going to do a discussion around unique selling propositions, possibly around just ways to illustrate what's important to the client. But I want to start with something at the top that's really important that I was looking back for an agent power, agent power huddle episode on leverage and it's been a really long time since we talked about leverage, but this is something that comes up, I would say, in almost every single meeting I've had in the last two weeks is this word leverage. So I'd like to frame up this discussion of if we're talking about, again, the topic is ways to illustrate your value as an agent. I want to frame that up with the discussion on leverage and how it all ties together. As if you've been on any of these shows ever, you've probably heard me say my, my mantra is to help agents sell more houses in less time while creating an amazing life. Okay, I can now only see one of you on camera, which is totally fine, Craig, we lost you, but Connie, you're there. Uh, Zahira, Judy, Alex, Brenna, uh, Abney, anybody else wants to come on camera, be here with me. I'd love to see you guys. So I know we're talking to real life people. If not, I know there's you know people in the future listening to the podcast, but I can't talk to future people, right? I can only talk to present day people. Anyway, as my voice connects you over time and space. So here's leverage, ready? Write this down, guys. The definition of leverage, is doing more with less. It's that simple, doing more with less. If you have ever had this feeling, Alex is gonna raise his hand, I guarantee it. Ready Ready for this, Connie? Have either of you had this feeling? And on Facebook, type it in the chat box, give me, give me a reply if you're watching on Facebook, Zach will cut and paste it so I can see it. Have you ever had the feeling that there's just enough, not enough hours in the day? Raise your hand if you've ever had that feeling, there's not enough hours in the day. Okay, that, thank you. Thank you for being honest because every human being, every realtor has felt that, I guarantee. When you have that feeling, I want you to start to recognize that that is a sign that you need to employ some type of leverage. You're either going to continue on the path you're on and end up at burnout or just not be as productive or not grow, or maybe you're okay where you are, but you're not, whatever it is, if you want to continue to grow and or avoid burnout, when you have that moment of, man, I wish, I wish there was more hours in the day. That is when you need to employ leverage. So there's only three ways to leverage. Three. And the reason I want to do this to start up this conversation this morning is bringing value as an agent is because I couldn't find an agent power huddle where I clearly broke this down in like a year. So have, have, let's just start with Alex and Connie. Have you guys heard me explain the three ways to leverage? Do you, do you remember these? Alex says, no, Connie. All right, there we go. It's been too long. I told you. Okay. This is how I look at every situation. I start from the top and I want you to start whether you're an agent on a team a solo agent or a team leader, it doesn't matter. We can all employ leverage to sell more houses in less time and still create amazing client experiences. So three ways to leverage, write this down. You can leverage through systems, 
systems, you can leverage through technology, and you can leverage through people. Systems, technology, and people. And I'll tell you how that breaks down. Systems are very different than technology. A system is like a checklist or a way that you do the same thing, same way every time. Some of you guys work with buyers. When you go work with a buyer for the first time, you probably do the same basic things. You learn about their needs. You set up a search in the MLS. You put them on a drip, right? You guys have things you do with buyers. You go take a listing. You do the same things every time. You put a, a lockbox on. You put a sign on. You put, a, put it in the MLS. That's a system. You might not think of it in terms of a system, but if you took a listing and you did this, oh my God, oh my God, we have a listing. What do we do? I don't know. I have no idea. This, this never happened before, right? That would be your missing systems. Does this make sense, guys? Yes. So you all have systems you're running in your life. Some of you, some of you might need to upgrade your systems. Some of you might have good systems. That doesn't matter. But you have systems. Technology is Zoom. Okay. Connie is in Salt Lake City. I'm talking to people on camera, trying to encourage some of you guys to turn on your cameras. That's okay. Right. I like seeing Connie and, and Alex. So Connie's in Salt Lake City. And Alex, you're in Minnesota, correct? Alex is in Minnesota. I'm in San Diego. The amount of hours it would take for all of us to fly to one place to have a face-to-face -face conversation would be a lot. We are employing leverage through technology called Zoom in order to have a face-to-face -face meeting, right? Connie, wave your hand, say hi. Alex, wave your hand, say hi, right? right? We're, we're, we're talking to each other. We're communicating in this way that we wouldn't be able to do if it wasn't for technology. So you can get leverage through systems and you can get leverage through technology. But here's the kicker, guys. When I talk to, I talk to a lot of agents. I would say the majority of agents, if you're missing leverage in one of these three places, right? You're having that feeling, I wish there was more hours in the day. If you're brand new to real estate, you might be missing systems because you might be that person running around crazy. Like, I don't know how to take a listing. I don't know what to do. Ah, I need a system. Okay. But for most of you that have been in the business for any couple months, more than that, if I gave you one extra system, Connie, will you come off mute and play with me for a sec? Connie's a, Connie's a vet in the industry. She's been of doing course. this, I don't know, probably 20 years, maybe. How long have you been doing this, Connie? Yeah. 20 years. Okay. Uh, when you have that moment of, man, I wish there was more hours in the day. If I gave you another system, would that help you or would that cause more stress? Um, it might cause more stress immediately, but help long-term. Right. It would help long-term, but, but short-term, I care about short-term. It's going to cause stress. You don't need another system to, to, to be yeah. more efficient. And maybe you need technology, right? Maybe Connie, you need a, uh, an, an AI chat bot to do some of your follow-up. I don't know. But what you probably need is leverage through people. Because 95% of the agents I talk to leverage through people. When we, so when I go up to this discussion today, right? This discussion is ways to illustrate your value as an agent. When we're talking about that as a topic, I want you to look at these ways to leverage that will help you also provide a better buyer experience and a seller experience, because that is ways that you're going to add value, but you're going to do it through leverage. And typically it's through people. Maybe it's technology, maybe it's systems, but most importantly, it's going to be through people. Now I'm not saying as a, an agent on a team, you got to go out and get your own team. It's not what I'm implying. Every single human being has some sort of other people, whether it's a paid on salary person or whether it's someone that's just an affiliate or just a friend, or maybe it's your kids you're putting to work. I don't care, right? There's some way you can get leverage even from the other people on the screen, even the other people on the Zoom. So if you're an agent on a team, where do you find your leverage? You probably have someone in your back office, right? You probably have a TC. You probably have a marketing assistant, your team leaders helping make it rain with leads. There's, right, you're getting leverage there. You also, if you're a solo agent, you have a photographer, 
who's part of your leverage. You have uh, you know, a closing company, you have a vendor or a contractor, you have all these people, these are part of your leverage. And when you start thinking through this filter of, man, how do I get more done? It might be because you need to employ leverage through some of these other people. Is this making sense, guys? So when we're talking about ways to add value, so let's, let's go here now, that's the framework. I just wanted to set that up because one more thing before I move on to the ways to add value, when you're talking about taking on people, first thing I say when people say that is they think, oh, I don't know, I can't have the money to do that. I don't have the money to do that, right? I just listed some free ways you can get people to help you. Literally, you're a team leader, right? Go to your lender, go to your closing company, go to your photographer, see it, go to your contractor. It doesn't cost you anything. But if you're at the point in your business where you do want to bring in some help, I want you to break it down between either back office, like after the deal is under contract or before the deal is under contract. So before it's under contract, we're talking like marketing support, helping follow up with your past clients, things like that. Under contract is more like transaction coordination, post-close referrals, things like that. The only other thing to look at, guys, is are we looking at leverage in the way of a fixed cost, meaning an employee, or a variable cost, meaning you pay per transaction? When you break it down to this level, I might've gone way too deep for some of you for eight o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Hopefully this is helpful because you can start to figure out, do I have the budget to take on and do I have enough work to take on a fixed cost person? But maybe you don't take on a $50,000 a year employee. Maybe you take on a $4 an hour VA, right? To get you started. And maybe you do it on a $10, 10, 10 hours a week basis, $4 an hour times 10 hours a week. How much is 10 times four? Anybody? 40. 40. For less than the cup of the, for less than what you pay for Starbucks for a single coffee these days, you could have someone help you out in your back office. And I'm not, I'm, and by the way, these are real human beings who are fantastic. And that is $4 an hour is actually, it's a, it's a good wage in some of the countries where you'll be hiring. You're creating a job. And those of you who say, but I only want to keep jobs in America. Fine. Right. There's no right or wrong to how you structure this. I just want you to know there's options. Does that make sense? There's no right or wrong. This is not a deeper discussion on VAs, overseas, domestic, how much you should pay. I just want to give you a framework as we dive into this. Any questions on that before I go into ways to add value? Look at your faces. All right, cool. So, and Zach, if we got anyone from Facebook, let me know. So if we're talking about ways to illustrate your value as an agent, let's break this down between the buyer side and the seller side. I only got three of you on camera. Which one we want to start with, buyers or sellers? You tell me. Who says buyers? Raise your hand. This is Travis too. All right, I got four on camera. I love it. Go ahead. And who says sellers? Raise your hand. All right. And who's not going to raise your hand no matter what I say? Craig, thank you. And anyone not have hands? If you don't have hands, raise your hand. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, that's, that's probably the wrong thing to say. I'm sure that someone somewhere has no hands and they're, they're mad at me right now. So if we want to start with sellers, because that was where we're going to start, I want you to figure out what is most important to a seller. When you're trying to figure out how do you add value, you have to come from the terms of this is marketing 101. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It doesn't. You need confidence to show up and be well, but what matters more is what's in it to a seller. So let's, let's make the short list. What guys do sellers care about? There's only two things in my world. What do sellers care about? Anybody know one of them? Communication. Okay, three things. Communication. <laughs> <I'll take> that. <laughs> I will take that, Connie, because I was going to say they want to sell the home for the most amount of money in the least amount of time. But, but, I, but I agree, there's a third one. They want to feel comfortable with the process. And communication is huge when it comes to helping someone feel comfortable they're making the right decision. So I will absolutely give you communication. So we got communication. We got that they want to sell the home for the most amount of money 
in the least amount of time with the least amount of hassles. So maybe, maybe Connie, uh, communication falls under the, the category of least amount of hassles. That's how I frame it up. When I sit down with a seller, I say this, I say, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, I typically I use their first names. I don't call them Mr. And Mrs. Seller. Right? I say, I say, you know, Stephen, Mary, whatever their name is. Here's my guess. I've sold a lot of houses with a lot of clients, but truly everyone's a little unique. And I want to make sure that I understand your goals so that I can serve you at the best possible level. In general, most clients that I work with, they want to sell their home for the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of effort. Is that, is that about right? You guys, so go back and rewind that if you're listening to the recording of this. What I just said was a lot in that, but I say that a lot. That's a script. Notice I dropped in there that I sell a lot of houses. I wasn't bragging. I didn't say, you know, I'm the number one agent in San Diego. And, but I just casually dropped in and sell a lot of houses. Maybe it felt a little egotistical for you. I don't know. Maybe you didn't even notice it. But I do like to drop in places where it's very subtle. Like, hey, I got a lot of clients. But, like, but then I quickly brought it back down to the world. Like, it doesn't matter everyone else I've worked with. Everyone is different. And you are the only one that matters. Okay. And then I gave them three easy things to connect with. Maybe they'll say, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And then I will drill deeper to figure out which one's most important. Or maybe they're going to say, I don't care about how fast it sells. I just want the most amount of money. Now I know where I'm going. Because in order to frame up ways to add value, it only matters if what you're framing up connects with their emotional hot buttons. Does that make sense, guys? If you're speaking to something that frankly doesn't matter to them, you're wasting your time. I could give you 16 ways to illustrate your values as an agent. And if none of them resonate with the person you're sitting in front of, you might as well be what my dad calls peeing on your leg. Anyone like to hear why it's peeing on your leg? Now I said that. Travis Connie got it. Craig's still trying to figure out what I'm talking about. No. Um, peeing on your leg. Okay. My dad, my dad's got a funny sense of humor. I love my dad. Interesting dude. My dad would always say it's like it's like peeing on your leg. He probably was a little more colorful when he said it, but he said. It, it's, it feels warm, right? It's kind of okay at first, but it doesn't really do anything good for you in the long run. Okay. I, I was, it always just, if that's too gross for you in the morning, I'm sorry, but it, that visual always stuck with me. It just, I like things that make an impact in your mind. And so if you just want to talk for the sake of talking, cool, talk, but it ain't going to be effective in terms of getting hired as their agent in any way, shape or form. All right. So I have like six versions of my calendar open. Apparently I thought I'd shut it all, but it keeps beeping at me. So with a seller, once you figure out what's important for them, and you don't have to frame it up the way I just framed it. You could literally just ask them. So tell me in, this, in selling this house, what's important to you? But you want to dig deeper first and find that out. We all on the same page for that? Once you know, if they're going to say things like, I want to sell my home for the most amount of money. Now, everything I'm going to say is going to tie back to how what I do, how, how I bring value is going to get them more money. Like, like almost like a broken record. You cannot be too over the top. If they tell you the most important thing is getting the most amount of money, you cannot be too over the top in connecting. Here's, here, you, you, can I show you how exposure, right? More exposure, more, more eyes on your property actually will net you more money. Let me walk you through that. And then I walk into that. And then I'm going to say, can I show you how when your agent communicates with you can actually help you net more money? It seems like a strange connection, but I'm going to show you how communication helps net more money. And I'm going to say, can you see how um, the, the words that comes out of an agent's mouth can actually make you thousands or worse, cost you thousands of dollars? Can I explain that? Everything is going to side back to them making money. And you guys are like, how do I do these things, right? It's, pr it's pretty easy. So when I'm talking about marketing, you just show your marketing the same way you normally would, but I've framed it up in a way that they're now going to be listening because it's through the filter they care about, which is how's this going to make me money? You just start talking about your videos. You start showing your marketing. They don't care. But when you tell them, hey, 
you want to make a lot of money, by the way, can I show you why? Like, I don't care if pictures are pretty or not. If ugly pictures make you more money, I'll put in ugly pictures, right? But let me show you how my marketing actually nuts our sellers more. Let me walk you through it. Now they're going to listen. I heard a strategy yesterday. Tell me if any of you guys have heard this. They are now putting only one picture in the MLS. Anybody, anybody ever heard that or seen that? Check this one out. Ready for bonus content? We're going to have this guy on, on Agent Power Huddle in a few weeks. He's a hyper local agent. He broke into a new farm in a highly competitive area and went from zero sales to 39 sales in this area in a year and a half. Okay. In a combination of online and offline. We're going to have him on here. We're scheduling him for November. Um, really interesting dude. Young guys, the early 30s, like not a long-term agent. He just went in and crushed it. But what he does is he puts a single photo in the MLS, not the 117 that Zillow now requires, not the 356 pictures from every angle of the bathroom, whatever. I don't even know, right? They, they keep making more and more photos. It's literally the opposite. And what does he do? In that picture, it says, go drive by the house for more details. They get to the house. And by the way, I, I asked him and I'm like, does this work in, in a market where there's a lot of inventory and competition? He's like, I don't know. I've never been in that market. Right. So in the market we're in, people are going to go drive to the house for more info. They get there. There's a sign rider with a QR code, which says, take a picture of this and request the rest, us to send you the rest of the pictures. So then he captures all their information so he can follow up with it. By the way, he double ends the majority of his deals. How cool is that? He gets to capture them. He controls the conversation and his sellers love it because they don't want their pictures of their house online anyway. Has any seller ever said, please photo every nook and cranny of my house so a criminal can come through and, and case the joint virtually? Has you ever had a seller tell you that? Okay. No, but I get all the time. Do we have to put photos online? Yes. Yes. You have to put them online. It's how we sell houses. What if it's not how we sell houses? I just gave you that, right? I don't know if this is right or wrong. I just heard this yesterday, but what a cool way, but I could sit with a seller talking about adding value and say, look, you just told me a few minutes ago, you want to sell your house for the most amount of money, correct? I have a way that we can keep your house, not only more secure, but actually sell it for more money. Can I explain? When you go shopping for houses online, by the way, notice I always ask for permission. Can I explain things like that? I like them to get buy-in. If you weren't all on mute, I would always, I don't want to be a monologue like I'm doing right now, talking for 20 minutes without a response. I like that my clients engage with me. So I'd say, and I explain, sure. When you look online for houses, ready? Alex, role play with me. Alex, you're the seller right now. Okay. So Alex, when you, um, when you're, I mean, when you're browsing for houses, cause I'm assuming you're looking at the next house you're going to buy. Do you typically see a lot of pictures along with each listing or a few pictures? Well, I mean, there are a lot of pictures up there. I don't always look at them. Right. But, but, but a lot of pictures, and that's pretty much the going way that you, you see most realtors do is they, they put a lot of pictures, correct? Yeah. Okay. How about this? And I'm not attached to this, but let me just give you an idea. Cause this is something we've been using. That's been working incredibly well. We're going to put one single photo, an amazing photo that grab it, that captures the attention of the, of the, of the person. Maybe two, if there's two that are perfect to bring someone in, just to open a loop of curiosity to learn more about your house. The benefit of this is twofold. We're going to drive them in that photo to actually drive past it. And when they get here, we have a sign up that allows them to request the rest of the photos. So not only one, are we being different than everyone else and sparking a loop of curiosity Two, we're increasing the security of your home by not putting every picture up there. We can't have any thieves or burglars casing the joint, figuring out where your valuables are. Correct. Keeps you more, you and your family more safe. But three, we're able to control the narrative. When someone reaches out to us for photos, we can proactively follow up. We can find out what their hopes and dreams are. And then we can connect your house if it's a fit to what they're looking for. And we do this with all of other listings also. So if the buyer from yours isn't necessarily a fit, we'll take one from somewhere else and we play matchmaker. 
that the words that we use when we're talking about how amazing your house is can either, if an agent's terrible, it can cost you thousands, or I could help net you thousands of dollars extra just by this simple technique of putting only a single photo. Does that sound helpful for you? Yeah, definitely. You like that idea? Cool. Do you need a week to, uh, to get the house ready before we take photos? Or are you ready to take them like tomorrow? I'm in the old time. All right, cool. And I don't know where we're in the role play. I just want to throw in a closing question just for bonus points for you guys. Thank you, Alex, for being a good role play partner. Um, that, yes, that was my closing question. All right. Any questions of that, guys? I, just, I don't even use that technique. I just made that up. But that's when we talk about adding value as an agent, when you speak to what's important to them and you put in that framework. So if any of you can't do what I just did, because I've just had, I've practiced this for a long time to be able to, to talk like that. I want you to ask me questions now. Where are you, would you get stuck? Did you like what I said? No, I don't like what you said. It feels weird. Ask me questions. Otherwise, I'm going to keep rolling forward. Who's got a question? The reason we do this live, by the way, on agentpowerhuddle.com, right? People watching the recording later, agentpowerhuddle.com at 8 a.m. West Coast time every morning. It's so you can ask me questions. I'll keep rolling, but just want to make sure. Connie, got a question? Yeah. So on that situation where they say, go drive by the house, could you just put a link in there that takes them to your landing page? Absolutely. Um, same thing. I thought I'm going by um, for the pictures and then you're controlling. They're not all over everywhere. Right. Yeah. Either. That's a plus. Yeah. That they're exactly. The only thing you have to follow is in every local city, your MLS will have a different rule as to what information can be included in an MLS photo or description. Sometimes they allow links. Sometimes they don't. I think that's why this gentleman says, go drive past the house for more photos because you can't put a link in the MLS. You can't put a, you can't embed a link over the picture. There's a link right there in those comments. <laughs> right. So, so, so that, that's why every, every MLS is different. And, and guys, there's a, the, the MLS says clear cooperation. There's a whole policy. It's really long. It says we should play nice with each other. Go read it for details. I'm not recommending you sell things off market. I'm not even recommending that you need to double end things. I just know when you can double end it, when your local laws allow that making choice, the commission is better than half the commission. That's all I know. So I'm giving you ideas that might, take, that might help you with that. And if it's good for your client and you truly believe you can represent both parties well in dual agency, go for it. If you think it's a negative, then have someone else represent the buyer. Anyway, just want to throw that in as a side note. Good question, Connie. But yeah, you can do a link. You can do anything you want. It doesn't have to be a QR code. It doesn't have to be drive by the property. You can, you can do it however works in your area. Good question. Any other questions? All right. I'm going to give you one point of differentiation on the buyer side. And Julie just asked the best way to get listing leads, how to get listings in the most demand community. Ah, well, Judy, that is probably a question we will go into in a future topic because the gentleman I'm going to bring on actually we'll be going over exactly that. Um, I mean, he, he's really, he, cause he dominated a hyper-local farm, but I will say as a high level, just as a teaser for that next, whenever we do that one, probably a couple of Tuesdays from now in November. Um, I believe that if you want to out Zillow, Zillow, I, I don't know if that's a real statement, but you know what I mean? You want, you want to out Zillow, Zillow. There's only two ways to get listing leads these days. You need to be hyper-local and or own your relationships. So if you're taking notes, write that down, hyper-local and own your relationships. I have been beating that drum for the last three to four years and people are starting to listen. I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm not saying it was my idea. I got it from other you know, industry leaders who've been talking about that. And I just, I truly believe if you look at what's happened over the last three years, I hate to say it, but I'm right. 
Like I'm not like, like you watch what Zillow's done. Watch, watch the, like, these portals and these beasts and no offense, national association of realtors. I love you. You guys are great these days, but whoever was in charge when they sold the rights to realtor.com to move Inc back in the day, one of the single worst strategic decisions the national association of realtors ever did. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, research the history. We license the rights to a site called realtor.com. You guys all know what realtor.com is. Okay. Realtor.com. We used to own that domain. We still do technically own it as realtors. We just license it to move Inc. who is Rupert Murdoch's news corp corporation that now generates leads and sells them back to us. And tell my opinion on that one, right? I'm not saying don't play it. I used to spend 20 grand a month on realtor.com. Not saying whether it's a good or a bad company. I'm just saying if you get return on investment, go for it. But when we sold the rights to that, guys, we went down a path that we don't have many other choices. We're not going to beat Zillow at their game. You're not going to generate more traffic than realtor.com. You don't have the budget. You don't have the backlinks. You don't have, there's no way to do it. The only thing you can do at this point is to own your relationships, which looks like going upstream. Okay. Before someone goes to Zillow, you're going to create a, this is, this is back to how do you add value as an agent? You're going to build that relationship till you own it. We had a guest on here named Will Penny runs a platform called social orchard. Zach might be time to get Will Penny back on here again to talk about social orchard. Judy, when you talk about how do you generate listing leads, get them from the people you've known in your community for years by putting them into a private Facebook group. Will Penny go back and watch that episode. If you haven't seen it, we'll get him back on again. Will Penny is fantastic. Will Penny's team does 225 sales a year, 225 sales a year with a team of five agents and 70% of them come by referral. Will works no nights and no weekends. Okay. Is that rad? And he uses his platform, Social Orchard. So that's one way to get listing leads, but he's doing it because he's owning his relationships. On the other side, he's not really doing a hyper-local thing, but you could combine owning your relationships with being hyper-local, meaning usually it's video content these days, but you could be hyper-local in a lot of ways without doing video. I just think you're missing out if you're not using video also as a component. Does this make sense, guys? These terms hyper-local and, and that's a form of leverage. Stop trying to be everything to everybody. Stop it. You can't. I mean, I don't, I mean, I mean, Alex has got a United States Navy flag behind him. Thank you for your service, Alex. And I'm not saying he has to only work with vets, but he sure does have a leg up on working with vets than me, who's never been in the service and doesn't know the difference between the Navy and the Marines. I'm kidding. I know the difference, but, but you know what I mean? Like I would sure offend someone if I went to, if I went to Alex's Navy buddies and I was like, who are, and they're like, nope, it's not us. Right. I, like if you, if you niche down, it's going to help. So in terms of getting listing leads, Hyperlocal owner relationships. I got two minutes. So I want to give you one thing on the buyer side to add value. And this is the most important thing on the buyer side, I truly believe. And then we'll pull it all together. We'll wrap it up. Here's how I look at being a buyer's agent versus a listing agent. And all of you guys, I hope you know you're all sales agents. You can all work with any one of these buyers or sellers, but most of you are going to gravitate to one or the other based on your personality style. So working with sellers, or let's do working with buyers first. Craig will like this. Ready, Craig? Working with buyers is you hold hands and you go skipping through a field of flowers, looking at the pretty houses. Oh, look, that's a pretty house. That's nice. This is good. Look at that one. Oh, you want like, it's very emotional and fun. I'm not trying to make light of it. It's just like, it's a very like, it's competitive in this market, but it's like, it's a very emotional thing. On the seller side, here's the difference. The seller is you knock on the door, knock, knock. Hey, I'm here to sell your house. We're going to do this, this, that sign here. We're done. That's what makes a really good listing agent. And I'm not saying there's any, do you agree with that, Craig? Like, that's what makes Craig an effective listing, effective listing agent. So on the buyer side, if we know it's more of like skipping through the field of flowers, holding their hand, the most important way to add value is to create an amazing experience. 
We do this through the first time I show, I meet with a buyer. We ask them what's their favorite snack or favorite non-alcoholic beverage. And the first time I go to show them houses, I have a little cooler. I've branded coolers with my Live Love San Diego team name. And we go and we bring them a cooler. Cost me six bucks for the little cooler. And I fill it with their favorite drinks and snacks. Doesn't that go a long way to add value as if your whole thing is experiential? And if you're not doing the showings yourself, you better make sure that whoever is doing your showings creates that Nordstrom's like experience. This is the whole micro teams concept, the micro squad. I'm still playing with the name for that, but a lot of people are talking about these days. You got team within a team, but make sure whoever on the buyer side to add value, it's all about creating that experience. Yes, you're going to add value by negotiating. You are. Yes, you're going to add value by, by communicating they don't know any of that when they're first trying to make a decision to hire you. They know nothing. All they know is how you make them feel, right? So what you say, it's really cliche, but it's totally true. What you say doesn't matter, guys. It's how you create a feeling in the clients you're talking to. That's what matters more, especially on the buyer side, but even on the listing side. So here's how we'll tie it all together. When you're looking to add value to a client, it's not the specific things you do. It's the feeling you create that speaks to whatever their emotional hot buttons are. If your seller's wired for security, right? If your seller's wired for security, then do things to add value that are gonna give them that feeling. And so Autumn, if you wanna get the music queued up, we're gonna be ready to wrap it up here, but remember that guys, just like with you, I hope you, do you feel better now than 30 minutes ago when you started listening to this? Like just listening to me talk about these strategies, your brain, do you feel like your brain's going? Like, do you feel like I can do this? Yes, give me some nods or heads like, yeah, yeah. Cause that's all I want for you. When I do these trainings, I want to give you strategies, but I also want to make sure you feel like you can do this. You don't have to be me. You can do your version of this. And as long as you create that sense of comfort and confidence in your clients, you're going to win every time. Okay. Reach out to me, guys. Message me on any social platform. Send me a text, send me an email. Good to see y'all. See you guys tomorrow. Bye guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.